0: Welcome to Writer Syndrome a podcast about writing from start to finish. This episode's topic story beats. I'm Russ Capasso and joining me as always is Tim Letney. Tim, how are you?
1: It's a very special Writer Syndrome for me because I am getting over the coronavirus.
0: I'm so glad we do this uh, over Zoom.
1: The hits <laughs> <laughs> The hits keep coming. And now the beats keep yeah, coming. Yeah. Seriously. And by beats you mean like Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All that. This one actually pairs up pretty nicely with our last episode, the Panthers and Planners, which we kind of started diving into a bit, right? Uh, of course, everyone's probably read like you know, story by Robert McKee, or you know, Here a Thousand Faces, Joseph Campbell, and the Hero's Journey, which basically is kind of an outline of story beats. And I skimmed it. I skimmed it. S- you skimmed it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and a lot of those story beats carry over to novels as well, right? It's just the the arc of the characters and the plot within uh you know, within a story you're trying to tell, whether it's a screenplay or a novel. So uh, we may reference a couple of those things as we just did. But yeah, I don't know. Um story beats in my mind, like they're just kind of, you know, they're they're the basis, like the blueprint for for the arc of the story, the characters and where they're how they get there and making sure you're hitting these kind of moments that humans are kind of agreed on are the things that kind of drag them along through a story, right? So yeah, it's
1: interesting. I don't know how much of it is like a Western lens. Like I'd mentioned before, Russ, that when I was writing, I initially didn't go by the beats, right? You know, the 15 main beats I'd purchased, you know, save the cat, started reading it, got a bit overwhelmed. So I finished the first draft and I ended up hitting probably nine to 10 of the main beats.
0: Without actually using
1: it, right? without actually using it. And I think a lot of that's, you know, probably like in, you know, I've watched tons of films, read tons of books and films. I think it's really, really easy to place those beats because it's succinct in 90 minutes, you know, two hours or so. So it could very well be that like that was, you know, bred into me through so much film watching. But Uh, part of me also thinks that, you know, there is a universal, you know, understanding of how to tell a story, even verbally. mm -hmm. So I think a lot of these beats are natural, but I I do think that it's, and this is going against my pants or nature, that it's worth knowing them and hitting most of them, because from yeah. all the research that I did, it really is kind of how the vegetarian sausage is made. Like this is how <laughs> <laughs> with apples, <laughs> it's the apple, it's the uh, the tempeh and soy sausage. No, it's like if you're not hitting these beats or if you're going against form intentionally, you're honestly, I think, doing yourself a a, a disservice, <laughs> especially if you're like a first time author yeah. um, or writer. You want to hit these beats. You want to deliver a satisfying story. I remember being younger and being like, you know, I just want to write something, you know, completely out of left field and challenging the form. And I think that's an okay thing to do. I don't know if it's a good thing to do for your first, your first go at it, especially yeah. if you're you want to ha- write like an enjoyable piece and, you know, bring your character through a transformation and obviously bring your audience along for that ride and have them enjoy it. I, I think the beats are really, really crucial. And, um, you know, my, my, you know, teen 20 year old self is probably calling me a sellout, but if you want to write a, you know, a story that's satisfying, I, I think the beats are, are absolutely necessary to follow. Um, maybe not as a dogma, but certainly as like a guiding, a guiding light.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I think with my first pass, I, I didn't use the beats, uh, the first time, which I know goes against my whole, you know, spreadsheets and whatnot. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. At first, the first draft, I was like, you know what? It starts, it middles, and it ends. Those are my three beats, <laughs> 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 And then that was it. Uh, but then, like you, I, when I, I, you know, I read the Sea of the Cap for the, the novel version, which, you know, in the screenplay one, but it's, uh, I had ended up hitting, like, like a majority, just like you. Like, I hit, like, you know, a handful just kind of naturally, you yeah. know, exciting incidents, stuff like this, and then having, like, you know, the second act kind of break into two, and some of those things I hit, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. But then once I... Went through all the individual ones. It it definitely helped form and shape, especially my third act, which was a mess and still kind of is. I'm still, you know, trying to get it right. But, you know, it helped kind of help me form that and kind of guide me, like you said. Uh, So very helpful.
1: So you've read a bunch, right? So is there like a bunch of books on, you know, story beats? And like you said, what? McKee's story. You said Save the Cat. You said Campbell. Yep. Is there one that was more helpful than others or like one that you kind of like jotted down and tried to to follow along with, like as you were not retrofitting, but as you were like making sure those beats were present in your.
0: your Yeah, I, I, I mean, not to say that we're we're you know getting paid by save the cat or anything like that, but I save the cat was probably the one I used the most, and yeah, save the maybe cat because it's very digestible. Digestible things, right? Right way to describe it too. And I mean, they go as far as breaking down like the first ten to fifteen percent should this is where this point should be, you know? Right. Which I was like, all right, well, we'll play loose with that. Which they you know they're not saying like you have to do this for me exactly, but have these these key moments. Um, but I would say save the cat. That's probably the, the one I primarily primarily used. Uh, yeah. Same. Coming back to.
1: But yeah, I mean, for, for me, like Save the Cat was super helpful, especially as I was going through after my first draft, just to see, you know, what I hit and what I didn't hit. And, um, you know, we mentioned this in our, our Pancers vs. Plotters episode in which uh, Pancers won, that um <laughs> that uh had I planned a little more um, around the beats, um, it would have made my editing um, a little easier, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, same for, especially for like the plot, uh, just, you know, plot structure, obviously. Um, I wish I had done this earlier. Uh, it would have, it would have kind of saved me some, I think, anguish that I'm feeling now after like kind of adding things in act one and act two, and then getting to act three, where I think I mentioned in the pantsers and planners, uh, episode that I had like this trickle effect all of a sudden where my third act is now like a wave of all this stuff I have to fix from, (laughs) from the first two acts. So, yeah. Why don't we go I think we can go through some of those beats and like kind of talk about the ones that we that we that came natural and then some of the ones that were like maybe a bit of a surprise to us.
1: No, that's a good call because some really did. Like I said, like they formed very, very naturally and others were really kind of came out during the edit. So what we've got, like the main 15 that I used, at least from the Save the Cat beat sheet. Yeah, we've got opening image, which is, you know, day in the life of your character. Yep. That was easy. That honestly, yeah. maybe because of like an establishing shot from a movie, you know, that yeah. always, always happens. That kind of microcosm of what the story is going to be about. Yeah. So that one was super easy to hit. How was it for you? Did you like, is that something that you had?
0: It took me a bit to get there. I think at first I did. And I actually remember I sent you like, a, I was like, hey, I, I redid the opening because I was having a hard time where to start. And I was, wasn't starting with my, my main character, mm. which was a problem. Uh, and then I sent you that, you know, edited that new chapter later on. I was like, oh, what do you think of this? Where I, I drop people kind of right into the scenario. And then I rewrote it from my main character's perspective. Uh, and then it would kind of clicked. I knew I was missing it. Like I wasn't hitting it correctly. Mm-hmm. But then once I wrote the new chapter and his, you know, from their perspective, I was like, oh, okay, this sets up the image. This sets up kind of the chaos of the situation, throws people, the reader right into all sorts of, you know, what the, what the hell's going on. Uh, it also helped me introduce like the other two characters are really important for the rest of the story when they come together so it took a few uh, it took a little trial and error to get there but yeah. i think I, I think i got it <laughs> yeah
1: and it's a short beat right it's like yeah and then what beat 2 theme stated and that for me was difficult because yeah. it felt like very heavy handed and on the nose it's not <laughs> yeah. that i didn't have a theme in fact like i think my my piece is like actually really heavy handed when it comes to its messaging and its themes but to have a character I mean, the idea, right, is to have some character, you know, that's relatively close to your main kind of forecast the messaging of the theme and and that main character is not ready to listen to it. It just falls on deaf ears. I'm lucky I'm dealing with a teen. I've got parental figures. Like it seems so much easier in the rewrite to put it in there. But but initially that's something that, didn't come naturally to me, you know, just having that, the idea of the theme fall on deaf ears.
0: I had a hard time with that as well. I'm, I i think I'm with this new intro chapter that I wrote for, which is kind of the, the opening image. I think I've also hit the theme within that. Okay. May need a little tweaking, but yeah, the theme, I definitely did not have that nailed. And I probably even the third draft. <laughs> so it took that one took me a bit to, to get.
1: Because it's not chronological for you, right?
0: Yeah, my opening's not. My opening chapter starts kind of like A little bit later in yeah 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 so the story and then it kind of comes back to how how the world got to this point so
1: you know the first like so going to the like jump into beat three which is just like your setup beat and which honestly beats one two and three all feel like that you know that intro 10 to 20 minutes of a book or a movie yep where it's just the setup it's like the day in the life and it's showing where your character is and honestly where that character won't be able to return to whether it's emotionally or physically or whatever i love those beats yeah yeah, for me when i like watch a film or read a book those are the beats that are filled with so much possibility of where the story is going to go and you know all that potential like that's the part of the story that always inspires me i think so i like i really value these beats um even though it's really really early early on but it's presenting you know the viewer the reader with all these possibilities of what's going to happen and honestly i think forecasting foreshadowing um the change they're going to go on and often you know and i can say definitely for mine a lot of the setup beats are referenced later Mm -hmm. you know it's not quite as tight as like an edgar wright script or something where everything is connected to everything but there is these like sinews that are connecting these pieces. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like a lot of recalls. And for me, that's that was a ton of fun.
0: I uh, mean, because a setup
1: that's like going through like their normal world, right? And the breakdown of it, right? Like this is the normal world, and now how is this gonna change? Or at least how are they going to be foreign in it later?
0: My first uh, setup for mine was absolutely shitty. Um, <laughs> the, the first draft, I read it, and I was like, "This is good. like who who would care? No one would care about this." <laughs> and then I why I do made, you think that?
1: What 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 made it shitty?
0: There was like no, there was no reason for anyone to to care about this person's normal world and leading into why they would want to change from like there was nothing to change from. It was just kind of. Blah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a better way to describe it. It's just blah. <laughs> blah, And then I think it wasn't until like the four, the draft I sent you, where I kind of found a bit of the heart of the story, and I was like, "Wait, oh, this is this is it. This is the normal world that this character is going through, and it's a little bit more relatable, a little bit more. It has the heart to the story, and it, that's the thing that the people people can." So I, didn't,
1: I didn't see that version then. That's no, interesting. No. I was gonna say from what I read, that wasn't evident at all because I think oh, there yeah, is no. some heart and some value in your character during the setup. So interesting. That was earlier draft. Oh yeah.
0: The first draft was terrible.
1: Uh, and it well, was now like, they all are, right? I, I, yeah, yeah. They all right.
0: are, they all are. But uh, yeah, I think back now and like what his norm, my character's normal world was, and it was just like this is, like, you know what? You should just die. Yeah. You, <laughs> it's like you're no, one, no one gives a shit if you eat cereal and that's not going to change at the end of the book. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a better process, but going to this, I've, I've learned how to, to create a better setup. Something that's, it's a good spot to drop a little bit of uh you know, that's the point to, to get people pulled into your character a little bit, you know, and understand like here's their normal world, but make sure it's a little bit more relatable than just guy I broke up with his girlfriend. It's like, gives <laughs> a shit. <Yeah. laughs> some might <laughs> but, yeah, but no, that's no, not no. the book though i mean that's like that's yeah. not that's not the rest of the story like that it meant nothing like there was no reason for it at all so uh it was just uh it was weak so yeah uh, i'm confident i'm happier with it now so
1: yeah i feel like my intro is very much like uh it was easy to write just because it falls along like i don't know John Hughes movies, minus the sexism or something, <laughs> you know, it's just like a day in a life. You know, you've got, you know, a kid in a house and they're going to school and, you know, their trials yeah. and tribulations through that microcosm and how that world seems so big yep. um, at that moment. So it, that was easy enough to pull from. Yeah. As was the catalyst, right. Which is beat four that we're on, which yeah. was what you're inciting incident. Yep. Things that change that character's world in some way yeah that um makes it impossible to go
0: back to status quo it's the kicking off of of you know the the problem that's going to be entering their world right yep that one i didn't have a problem with same that one and it hasn't changed much um, i feel like
1: that's the pitch right that's kind of like the yeah. first concept i had was kind of like that the catalyst like like what yep what's moving this character into the story so that the catalyst itself is super easy yeah uh, but crazy important right like Yo, yeah yeah, yeah. Really it's it.
0: yeah yeah i mean i i mean i guess you know if you follow the snowflake method you'd have that written uh already oh my <laughs> god <laughs> i happened a spreadsheet somewhere
1: oh my god that snowflake <laughs> method i'm not smart enough to use it <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's
0: not about that
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not patient enough to use it maybe so then beat five after the catalyst we've got the debate which I did not come to me naturally no that is neither. something that I mean obviously that's I guess if we're using Campbell right that'd be like the refusal of the call moment usually yep. where like yeah the hero's journey is about to start and they're like no yeah. I don't wanna yeah it's Luke
0: it's Luke saying <laughs> Obi-Wan I can't do this I am yeah, not." I'm going to, what am I going to
1: do? I'm going to go be a moisture farmer.
0: Yeah. Uncle Owen's going to be angry until he turns to, you know, Ash. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah.
1: For my first draft, my character was just kind of being pulled forward. The debate wasn't something that I inserted until draft two or maybe even early draft three. Yeah. I, I'll say it, that didn't come natural because to me, it's not a natural beat. Like I no, know it's, it's natural r- in a story, but it's, when it comes to true to life, I don't know.
0: Like, yeah. it's It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, I think I still I don't think I quite nailed this one either. I, I kind of I kind of I think actually the setup and in like the, the that heart piece of the story that I found, I think, helps act as the debate almost later on. Uh, but yeah. I don't, it's not like it's this really clear, like refusal to go do this thing. It's more of like a I need to do this thing. It's interesting because it's like a stutter
1: step before actual change. Right. In a way, yeah. it's like your your character beginning to t- make movements closer to act two into the fun and games part of it, not to get ahead, but they're not making the necessary change yet. It's that stutter step of I'm in a new world, but I'm kind of screwing it up. Yeah. You know, like I'm not operating, I'm kind of falling back on, on old ways or the new ways I'm choosing are still informed by my own character flaws. And that's weird. Like it's yeah. weird. It's like it's a failed transformation or not a failed, but it's just your character hasn't changed enough yet to operate in this world. So it's
0: messy. I think my debate almost happens a little bit later for my character because he accepts the journey. Right. And mm-hmm. he's like, I need to do this thing. But then once he gets pulled into the world, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, actually, I don't want to be in this world because this is not a good world to be in. Uh, and it's yep. kind of, I feel like actually that debate probably happens a little bit later, which is kind of interesting.
1: So then we've got beat six, which is breaking into two, which is breaking into act two, which is your character. You know, they're kind of through to their debate. They actively decide to step into this new world. They're stepping in and out of their comfort zone, which still for me is awkward because they're making a choice to step into, you know, the upside down to something different. Yep. But they're not doing it for the right reasons. (laughs) Right. And they're not going to be operating at their fullest potential yet so that also didn't come very natural for me the break into two how how was it for you russ
0: uh that, that that one wasn't natural either that was one i had to definitely put some thought to coming back through in an edit yeah because i think my my characters were it's it's interesting because my character doesn't like i said doesn't really go through this refusal till kind of later so the break into two he's kind of already accepted to go do this thing and maybe there is like a little bit i mean i need to make it clear that what's why he may not have wanted to decide to do this. I can Mm -hmm. probably fix that in the upcoming edits, but yeah, that that one didn't come natural to me at all. Uh, I had to, I had to put some, put some thought to that. Yeah.
1: I think like with the debate and the break into two, I feel like at least for mine, the setup is kind of keeping the character. I'm probably for most, right. Their status quo, you know, their day in the life, their old life is, is keeping them from making meaningful change because they're still holding on to, the past or they're holding on to you know how they operated in that old world which won't necessarily work well in in this new world yeah but they're choosing to move forward and and they're moving into it um just not they're just not operating at their 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 full capacity and i think through that right they'll they'll have their their challenges and i think that's like one of the reasons why i think act two is fun for me is that the character itself is fumbling through it you know, they're failing, they're trying, nothing's on the rails. There's still a lot of possibilities, right? And there's excitement in ki- the character being presented with challenges and, you know, meeting new characters that will help them change and evolve and, and become, you know, the character that we're, we're rooting for them to, to change into. Yeah. Which I think, you know, brings us right into, you know, beat seven, which is that B storyline. If we're breaking into act two, the B storyline is, you know, when they end up meeting, you know, a new character, whether it be a love interest or a mentor or something that's going to facilitate their change in this new in this new world. Yep. That was okay for me. That came relatively natural because I always had other characters on deck that were going to inform this character's journey, you know, from different walks of life, you know, yeah. that that they would have never met had it not been for the catalyst throwing them into this new into this new world. Yeah. I think my B characters I brought them in a little too soon in my first draft and uh, in subsequent drafts, I since kind of pushed it further into this kind of like, we're at like roughly 20%, 20, 25% of the story right now. So that took a little bit of editing and a little bit of finesse to move it along, but it was always there.
0: It was somewhat natural because like I said, I've I've had multiple plot lines kind of rolling through. So it was there, uh, but now, but then recognizing like, okay, this is something that uh, I need to pull on and and make it interact a little bit more with, with my main character and and help them through their change. uh, Really highlighted another character who was kind of really like a tertiary person. And then after subsequent drafts, they became more important. And then, okay, I was like, this is definitely my, my B plot line here. Uh, They're going to be the character that really pushes this other character to kind of, find that change um i think it's it's also it's also a character that everyone seems to have loved in the beta reading so so that character came out more
1: through your through the beat planning than through the the first draft
0: yeah yeah definitely actually that character didn't really exist until the second draft and i have a third character it's kind of a neutral one uh floating through the entire story i wanted to keep them neutral because yeah. each, each character is kind of representing a different kind of moral compass uh, on like the, the world of surveillance and stuff like this, right? So having each one of them have be driven by different approaches to this, this, this thing, this problem, uh, has been yeah. kind of fun. But having the one that was complete opposite of my main character was a good one to bring in early and have them be the one to help. You know, go have them go through change, and they both change each other. Actually, at the end, so and you wouldn't have found
1: that, yeah. So you wouldn't have found that without the beats, which I think it's worth kind of taking a moment here, right? Just to draw attention that like these beats helped tease out aspects of your story to make it much much stronger. That without using like these as, you know, guiding lights, your story would have been worse for it. And I know we're speaking in like. Or, I mean, we're both talking like there's an elephant in the room, right? We're talking about our stories, but, you know, we don't really want to talk about the details of the story because <laughs> we don't want to give the whole darn thing away. Don't spoil. <laughs> don't spoil the whole book. But, um, yeah, I think without the beats, it just wouldn't be a satisfying arc. You know, no. There'd be a lot of missing components.
0: And it's interesting because I'm now I'm like reading some thrillers, some older thrillers, and it's kind of interesting in, in, to see these line up or not line up with certain Mm -hmm. genres you know you have like the repeating uh thriller character you know like the, the jack reaches the jason barnes the yeah you know all these 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 single characters that kind of just populate stories that go on forever and there's not real there's no real interconnecting between them right they just kind of happen in like an isolated world uh and it feels like some of these these points just are are glossed over because they're not necessary maybe because uh, it's not like the, you're not you're not reading those books for to see a character arc and change you're, i know they're like you're male power those, fantasies <laughs> you're reading those to like just have good guy go kick bad guy ass i that's bet it. i bet
1: like if you look closely
0: i mean that's the thing they
1: probably use some semblance of these beats but the character can't change much and they can't no. have many stakes because they are right. serialized i read some like i forget what it was and i wouldn't speak ill of it if i remembered but I mean, it's probably telling that I can't remember the name of the author, or the name of the book, <laughs> but I read some kind of spy thing where like, you know, this cool assassin dude who lived alone and drank vodka on the rocks. Oh and yeah. Had great guns. And of course there was like a girl in his apartment. It was a lot like driver in a way. Yeah, it was a mi- single mis- mom,
0: Mr. Cliché. <laughs> yeah. He was so cliched.
1: <laughs> Mr. He Trope. Was, he was like, he had like a ton of character flaws, like objectively, but in the story, he was just like, it's cool to be alone. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like it was so um unmemorable and not fun because there was no stakes in the character. Yeah. Didn't change yeah. at all. It was just like, I don't know, a teen boys' fantasy about w- like what it is to be a man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's what it is to be a really shitty man <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know if that just applies to, to men but it's these these particular thrillers i think that kind of end up doing that sometimes but that's fine because like sometimes you just want to read good guys kicking bad guy ass but um yeah, yeah so I, it's, I it's, it's it's been interesting to see genre uh some of these these beats are just not there because they don't necessarily need to be so
1: i guess but i feel like the characters need something to lose like there needs to be some stakes i agree or it's just so boring
0: i agree yeah and most of the time some
1: change and i know like i complain about act threes um but if your act three is just a set piece with no visible character arc or change like ugh, yawn yeah the
0: only stakes i mean probably we've talked about this in our our men writing female characters but usually the only stakes is like a wife or a girlfriend that gets kidnapped or killed or something right yeah yep
1: okay so what we're on our, what were we on beat eight fun and games, yeah which is, I think if we're talking about those types of books, I guess all books, but fun and games is the meat and potatoes of your story. Right. That's like yeah the pitch. It's like, you're delivering on your pitch, your synopsis. Like it's catalyst for me and fun and games is like the middle gushy part of the story. That's like the most fun it's filled with possibilities. It's filled with some of your action beats. It's you're, you're delivering on your premise. Yeah, which was for me like I think I hit fun and games a little too soon again. Like yeah. this is round your like twenty to fifty percent ish in your story. I have so many like my I think I had a hard time with my catalysts and my fun and games because my mm. catalysts are so big. Yeah, and like if it was a movie, they'd be really big, big like action pieces the fun and games were much more limited in scope, but still there. They're still present. Um, But that was tough for me if I'm being honest. And that's kind of a bummer, right? If that's like the selling point of your book, the fun and games, if it happens too soon. Um, So that that took like a little teasing out. I had to make this section a little more fleshed out and a little more fun. And I had to give my main a lot more to do. And I think for me, if we're talking about, you know, men writing women characters, like we did a couple episodes ago. One of the reasons my fun and games wasn't satisfying initially was because of my uncomfortability as writing as a female main at first. Yeah. Now that came through on subsequent edits where it's better. Like I actually had to change POV. I, I have one scene that's like a really crucial scene in this section. And I, I gave the POV to a B character just because I think of comfortability. And I was like, why is this the B character? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's no reason, like it, there's so many missed opportunities for it not being the A. Yeah. So I rewrote the whole scene. I still gave the B, like kind of an aside moment, because like I do think there was like reasons for that character to have a a moment, but there was a a fear in my writing ability, I think, and and, and like making sure that I was representing these female characters correctly, that I, I just I couldn't find it until the edit. So I do think it took me until about draft. Draft three to make fun and games actually fun. Mm. It almost felt like a cheat. Yeah. Like, uh, all right, here we are, but let's not give it to the main because I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> 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 you know? Which is ridiculous. Hey, Absolutely me. ridiculous. Uh,
0: yeah. now, fun and games for me was actually fun because uh, yeah. that was things were just getting Now, I mean, I, I got like a espionage thriller, you know, situation going on. And that was fun because then I was like, all right, I'm going to put my main character who's not some type of, superhero guy who knows all about guns and all this or it's not like that's not his thing right he's just kind of investigating things and and uncovering stuff uh and i just put him through the ringer of just being terrorized and being chased yeah (laughs) and finding dead bodies and (laughs) just like so he does nothing really all that heroic he's just trying to survive and then i get to play with my other character who's you know the hacker and that was just fun because i was like get to dive into like them trying to kind of uncover things from the from the other aspect. so um so i enjoyed writing fun and games that was that was a good one for me
1: nice i mean i think if it's fun to write it's gonna be gonna be fun to read
0: Uh, that's the plan so and after that we got the midpoint right
1: yep midpoint which is our uh what is it false victory
0: yeah or Or false defeat yeah it's one or the other right
1: yeah so it's your end of it's the end of your fun and games you know where you know your character is either doing like if they're doing great through fun and games then your midpoint, they're not doing so hot. And if they're doing terrible during fun and games, the midpoint, they're they're doing okay.
0: Yeah, and I kind of hit this, uh, but then I once I once I started following this, I was like, oh, you know what? I can I can amp this up a bit more. I can. Uh, there's something I can give my character who's been on the run trying to survive. I can give him some breathing room a little bit. But it's definitely not really a victory.
1: <laughs> yeah, you helped me a lot. I think with my midpoint when we were talking through because. I was kind of having a a hard time with it. Yeah. Because like the midpoint is really starting up. We're like approaching the fall. Like some there's that uneasy feeling that like things are going to change. (laughs) (laughs) Like no matter what, for the worse. Like we're getting to that moment where a reader will have that creeping feeling that something it's temporary. Wherever you are mm-hmm. right now, things are going to things are going to change significantly for your characters. Yeah, And I, I mean, that's probably why, once again, like if we're talking about act threes and, and books and movies, I don't like them. Maybe because it is that uncomfortable feeling like fun and games is over and now it's like, you know, shit's kind of getting real and it's kind of going on the rails too. All of a sudden possibilities are narrowing, you know, plot lines are tidying up you're getting on this like preset course, this roller coaster of like, you have really one track, you're going in one direction. Now it's necessary, but it's not as fun. You know, I think it's, it's satisfying in a character way, but as far as the world, the world that starts so big feels so limited. And, you know, you've got the whole universe and now you just kind of have this one little line, this one little trajectory Yeah, and it feels faded. And to me, that's, boring so boring so the, the trick is honestly to make it feel unexpected while being earned i think
0: how did you do with the next one so the next one is uh bad guys close in how did how was your how did that work out for you you know i, I, I was like i was having a hard time of making things even worse <laughs> yeah so it's <laughs> like that's the I idea always right had it in my
1: head like where this was going to like where this this was going to go where like this kind of false victory or false defeat was going to be yeah but I, it's it's not a really fun scene. It's yeah. you know I think I, I bumped it up effectively in the in the third edit. But no, I won't say that it was it wasn't easy to write. Yeah, it wasn't easy for me to write. But like I said, like you helped me a ton through it because you upped the stakes. Like when we we had a writers' chat and like. The stakes got up significantly in this. I actually, in retrospect, now I feel like this section itself is is strong, mm. but it, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. in the first pass. It really took a lot of finesse to to make this section
0: worthwhile. I had similar issues. I think. I, I think I kind of. I have. I need to up the ante and the stakes for my 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 B story character. I may make some changes here where yeah. she she kind of hits a big, uh, you know, because I think if they all do, all the ones, all the characters who seem like they're kind of heroes, they need to kind of slide down at the same time to really kind of bring that that dread to the reader and like the that these stakes are like okay, they're how they gonna get out of this situation. So I think I've got an idea of how to do that though. So and I, I think there's already an inkling of it. I just need to really, really just ramp it up. It's like if I think something is. It's bad for the character to be like, no. Let's make this work. <laughs> let's make this even worse. Yeah, I did not nail that uh, the first time, though. That was definitely. I still don't think I've hit hit it correctly or correctly, whatever that means. You know what I mean? I, I feel like had you know my character natural.
1: was in the right place because yeah. it, for me, whether this is right or not, it feels like this beat, this like bad guys close in beat, is the character still operating as who they were in the beginning, yeah. and they're still trying to solve their problem the wrong way. Yep. That was easy enough because I, I, I know the like the faults of this character and why it won't succeed that way. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way she's becoming the incorrect version of herself to operate in this world. Yeah. And honestly, the incorrect version of herself to operate in the old world, really. Yep. And it's through that failed metamorphosis that they flounder and end up getting to like the next beat, which is this all is lost. Like their failure to change brings them to their lowest point that brings them to like this almost next catalyst, right? Yep. Yep. Where they lose something so great that they are spurned to finally make the correct change that, you know, I I knew the change was coming, but this like our beat 11, if we're getting to that now, the next one, the all is lost beat. Yeah. I've like, hate it in movies. (laughs) Loathe it. I remember being a kid and watching the crow and like when the Eric Draven gets his all is lost. And great I was like, soundtrack. Oh, I hate a uh, great soundtrack.
0: Great soundtrack. And I was like, I don't
1: know who wants to see the hero all. I mean, maybe this is why those, those, you know, thriller books don't do it very much. You know, it's like their characters are never beaten down so much. They're not going to get back up. Yeah. But yeah, when you're like, you don't want to see your main that you've been identifying with this whole time, kind of driven to a puddle right. <laughs> of, of like self doubt and worthlessness and, yeah. you know, and I like, it was a little difficult for me to bring a character who I really like and admire down as low as I, I did. But, um, you know, through some conversations with you, I don't think this character, this character is so low, yeah. <laughs> the all is lost is, and I think it needs to be like, yeah. I think your character needs to go low as uncomfortable as it, is, as it is to make that change make sense and to make the conclusion satisfying.
0: I think I'm having an issue where I've got this all is lost moment but I'm the connective tissue between the all is lost and what the character is learning because I don't know I have an idea of what I want them to learn and what how I want them to change but I don't think that's coming through yet so it might be something I have to focus on for the next next you know versions but It's funny
1: when I watch shows with my kids right like they feel the all is lost so much that they want to turn it off they're like <laughs> Turn it off. This is going to get worse. And I keep telling them, no, no, no. I know. It'll get better. <laughs> this is the moment where like, if you turn it off now, yeah, this character never gets better. But if you keep watching, trust me, this yes. is like, this is the bottom yeah. and then they're going to go right back up.
0: If, yeah. Um,
1: you, all will be
0: lost if you turn it off right now. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but I think that's, you know, an effective all is lost is that, you know, you're tricking the audience into thinking, wow, this is bleak and this is never going to get any better. And wow, this sucks.
0: (laughs) And then that kind of rounds out like, so uh, act two, right? With the uh, Dark Knight of the Soul beat, which I don't think I really hit this one at the first pass because I certainly don't think I hit my all's. I I had an all's lost moment, but it wasn't a point in the story that had a nice, you know, beat to it. It was like, oh, it was was up too early. So I had to kind of move things around. But uh, I guess it's just basically the reflection moment after the all's lost, right?
1: Yeah, it's crazy how many of these scenes are just covered in rain. It's either yeah. cloudy or thunderstorms. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's almost laughable.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I guess, you know, nobody likes rain. So <laughs> it's got to be a dark and cl- it's, stormy night. Well, you know, I it's know. it's sad, right? It's so. Sad. so like for my dark night, I had that. Like mm. I, 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 what I didn't have was the end of it. I didn't know how to get my character out of the darn thing. I thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like, that was, it felt really unnatural to me. Like, you know, when you're sad and at your absolute lowest, those epiphany moments don't don't happen without like medication <laughs> or therapy, you know, you don't just like have a long thing. <laughs> And then see a metaphor and go, yeah. oh, I know what to do now. You know, I'm going to think back to what my mentor said and now I'm going to change. But yeah, to me, it felt very unnatural because it's not true to life. Like, obviously, we don't go to art necessarily to have, you know, you know life mimicked. We have like a, an easier digestible version of life. Yeah. But it felt very forced for me to like, and now the character feels better and yeah. sees the light based on what? And I got there, but I don't know. I don't feel great about
0: it. I'm being (laughs) honest. I'll tell you. I'll tell you over the next two weeks as I read your book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I can't think of. I mean, if we're going to like other forms of, you know, art, books, or movies or games, I don't know if it ever lands very well for me. Yeah. You know that, like the the reason for transformation. It it has to feel forced because life isn't like that um, at least it's not like that you know in a day
0: it takes time usually to have those moments or at least to get but yet over if it takes something.
1: time in a story that is not satisfying no like you don't want to see your character actually have to work for it and do yeah. the work even if it's in a montage yeah something <laughs> like you know what was it dark knight rises when he's like metaphorically crawling out of that tunnel it's like just get out of the tunnel man i just, know you're gonna get out of it get out already would you? i know i know you learned your lesson from alfred or whatever
0: this is great because I think this leads into, so this is good because your hate for this uh, or dislike for this, this beat here leads I li- into. I like
1: the sadness of it. I don't like the the contrived nature of the solution. The, the, yeah, the, the resolution there. Which I will say is satisfying for audiences.
0: <laughs> this leads perfectly into, into act three, which you just do not like generally speaking. Uh, I hate act three. It's garbage. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no, I, I hate act threes. I don't really. know if I have that strong of an I mean, yeah, act threes because like once you get to the end, you're like, oh, is this gonna be an interesting ending or is it just gonna be, oh, is this is the same thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so yeah. unsatisfying. Uh so act three, it's break into three, right?
1: Yeah, break into three based on, you know, your dark knight, your character has that solution, that like, oh my god, I, I know exactly what to do. I need to
0: go get the the, the widget to do the thingamajig, a thing,
1: right? Yeah, I've got a memory <laughs> from the person who's probably now dead. <laughs> you know, it's gonna help me solve all of the problems, not just for, you know, the world, but also myself as a character. That's literally my break into three is some I think object. That's, everybody's. <laughs> that's that's like what it is. This object from this
0: dead person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, or it's a memory or, or whatever, but I think if your all's lost in character arc is strong enough, break three like you your break into three and act three can be very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Because, you know, then you're rooting for that character to get better, to operate like you're like, all right, you like you've changed in a meaningful way. Yeah. But if for some reason you're in an act three where the character hasn't changed enough, that's so boring. Yeah. (laughs) Because then you're just dealing with plot threads. You're not rooting for a character. There was no stakes. So, I mean, I think it speaks to the importance of the other beats. And that's probably why I don't enjoy them often is because the stakes themselves don't feel high and nothing ever really felt at stake. Nothing was actually yeah. ever really going to be lost.
0: Yeah. I I don't know how much I can comment on act threes because- You like them. I, I mean, I have no, I don't have a strong opinion against act threes. I'm fine with act threes. Obviously, there's some better that is better than others. I mean, but... act threes is when audiences are clapping and yeah. people are licking their fingers and they're turning
1: through the book quick, you know, it should be like, oh, right, this is like a great feeling.
0: Yeah. And you and, get to like- you, know, you're you're of a muck yeah you're up until like 10 o'clock reading and you're like oh man i just have two chapters left and let me just finish this thing like that should be the push right and it's like kind yeah. of like that big uh i just hate my how mine ends because it's just it, it kind of falls back to the bunch of closing out threads thing like mine kind of right now wraps up like a Scooby Doo episode. I'm just like, it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna close this out. I'm gonna close this out. So that's definitely something I need to to work on. So then there's like the last two beats, right? Which are all pretty tightly knit, right? We have the the finale, right? Finale, which is like also not satisfying for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Ta-da. I mean Yeah, I guess that's the deal, right? Like I may have my issues with breaking a three, but it can be fun. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy that the character is operating at their fullest potential. They've made the right decisions. The finale is like threads are closing. Characters are changed. People are coming back together if if they've been separated. Yep. Everything is tied up in a, in a, in a nice little bow. And yeah. if that character hasn't changed enough, this finale and these like threads
0: closing, I think can be deeply unsatisfying. Yeah, because it's taking what you've learned and, and using that to kind of enact a plan to to solve solve the problem right to get to some resolution so yeah and
1: i think you know it can be it should be satisfying if your character has gone through enough of a journey and been through the ringer enough and changed enough
0: yeah then the yeah. then
1: it can be good yeah like the finale can be good yep. but i think it's really easy to have a crummy one if your character looks a lot like they did at the beginning You know, they have to be almost unrecognizable.
0: These, all these beats kind of like stack on, stack upon each other, right? Where it's like, if you, if you have everything strong uh, from act one at the base and you're working your way up, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll hold it together. Otherwise it's gonna be like a a Jenga board there and the whole thing's gonna collapse because... That's, that's what I've been running into as well. Like my third act, I'm just like, there's something not clicking here. And I, I don't know what it is. Um, And I think it's, you know, coming back to like my main character, I have to choose one of them and I have to have 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 to have them have some bit of change. And I don't think I get that across very well. I kind of just button it up at the end and be like, yep,
1: yeah, the end. So I think it's hard not to do. It's such a small part of the book, right? You're, you're yeah. dealing with like a 10 to 15% ish of the book to, to do this kind of finale. Yeah. If you've done your job, you know through all these beats this part isn't all that fun to read for me as yeah. a reader like this is the really on the rails part where like not nothing new is shown you know yeah like the yeah. world is really tying itself into a little bow yeah. and possibilities are over and you get that warm little feeling that the characters, you know, changed and everything's as good as it's ever going to be. And that's can be super boring.
0: Uh, And then you, so I've got some comments about act threes in general, because now I've got like a thinking more about it, how some that I hate and because I don't think that they do wrap things up, I'm going to throw like a big culprit out there. I mean, and everyone, there's other people who have debated this in in pop culture, but I mean, Empire Strikes Back doesn't really have a, doesn't, does it really end?
1: Yeah, no, but I mean, I think that's very important. Intentionally serialized, right? sure, a
0: hundred percent. And there are books that do the same thing. Like I've just read a, you know, a series is a trilogy, and I got to the end of the first book, great book. I got to the end of it, and I was pissed because I was like, "You're just, you're just goading me to buy a book two. Like this isn't I mean, a com- that, that's yeah. not a complete story. And I, I kind of, I have, I have, I have qualms with that because like it's, you got to give me at least something. You have to have like, it's weird though, right? Because if the promise is never delivered, it never fails.
1: So I think one of the reasons yes. why. <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back people will say it's one of their favorite or if not their favorite Star Wars movie it's because the world is filled with possibilities still. It's like oh everything's so low. I mean it's mm-hmm. almost at the all is lost really. Oh
0: yeah, like, I mean the 3 right? They're kind of written like a first act, second act, third act but also because
1: it would like it's like, you know, I think adults are like oh this kids movie can be for adults because it's a little sad now. And it's a little dark, yeah. It's a little dark. <laughs> um which I love. I love Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back is my favorite, but, <laughs> but I think it kind of has to be.
0: I think there's still ways you can have a satisfying ending to a book, but still leave it open for a next progression. I don't know. I sure. just feel like there needs to be something that you, you've you completed. Like this this series I'm reading, Like I'll tell you, like I'm very much enjoying it. I'm on the third book right now, but the first book, I was like, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, yeah. I was like, come on. I was like, this literally just like dot, dot, dot. I'm like, no, Like you just put me on a journey to read this book and you gave me no, nothing, resolved here? Like that's, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think that's you know? kind of setting up a lie to like to the reader. And it's just like, come on, like, I give mean, me something.
1: To, to give a counterpoint, yeah. if you look at those, the Harry Potter books, yeah, they are all, they stand on their own. Yeah. Each one of them stands as their own story. And and like they're written really, really well. They're plotted very, very well. But looking at them as a series, they feel really repetitive to me. Yeah. You know, because like, it's like the same beats over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have like none nothing feels like that middle chapter, like that mm-hmm. Empire Strikes. That's like they all have almost an identical form yeah. to them. And, and to me, that that became very, very redundant. So yeah. you're reading The Expanse, which, I you know, it's got a they're telling a massive tale, right? Or you finished it.
0: I finished that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Did each of those books have a satisfying conclusion for you?
0: Yeah, because there was like a setup of all right. Here's the here's the kind of like the problem of the day for this this book. Uh, but then threads were still left open for the next for the next story, right? Or they would yeah. introduce characters that would set up like the next the next story, right? But there would always be some conclusion to whatever the major problem was. For the most part, which I can't remember all of them because I've read all nine of them over the last few years. But um, for the most maybe part, it felt satisfying. I, maybe that's why George R. R. Martin just won't finish. Forget that. Finish it. <laughs> give us give us an ending i haven't read any of those books so i don't care <laughs> yeah i
1: started them um i don't know how far i made it maybe feast of crows or whatever
0: and then uh i mean then rounding out the third act is the final image right yeah i know there's i know there's sub beats to the to the the finale i believe there's like five sub beats that but we can oh yeah yeah i, I th- those did not come natural to me no, me neither it was like storm the castle gather the team all this sort of stuff and i was like I've got it now, but, um, yeah, I didn't all, not all of them came naturally. So,
1: but I say they're important. Those are important beats. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final image for me changed. Um, yeah, likewise. I always had a final image that like, I won't say like a tease is a sequel or something, but like the world has changed and yeah. these characters are operating in the world in a new way, but it wasn't like the final image itself was supposed to be like a mirror of your opening image in a way. Yep. And mine wasn't. So I I ended up having uh, not that I've got two final images, but I have like two scenes now that take care of this. Mm. And I think now it's much more of a mirror of of the first, but you know, showing how the character and characters, those who make it through, um, have changed. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that came relatively natural, but I definitely needed to improve it on on subsequent edits.
0: Likewise, I mean, I had an, I mean, I was having problems with my ending anyways, but I think I'm I think I've gotten there now, and I'm mostly just because I've I can see the ending where I want to be. And having the new opening chapter, I was able to like, okay, this is a bit, this is a better, uh, I think, mirroring of, of, you know, where this character started and where they are now.
1: Yeah. It's crazy, right? Because your character in theory, you know, should have lost a ton of stuff. Like yeah. by this moment in the story, they're at their best possible self. Yes. Probably in their worst possible world. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they are operating at their fullest capacity but have really been through the ringer and things have changed so much that the world itself may still stink really yeah. they are just a better version to operate inside of it they've gone through meaningful change but i think if any of the other characters had a say they'd be like it wasn't worth it yeah. <laughs> like i'd rather yeah. have you be a bad character and have the world be normal
0: yep <laughs> <laughs> i mean so those was the those was the the big beats right
1: Yeah, and I don't want to be too hard on act threes. I know they're absolutely necessary. They're just not always fun. Um, I think you just absolutely need to make sure that your characters have really lost something and really had a reason to change.
0: It's all about the character. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally is. Yeah, and putting them through the ringer, right? And making, seeing how they change, how they're their personalities interact with with getting put tossed in these situations kind of helps, I think, inform all these beats and move you along through them. So,
1: I mean, you'll know if your character hasn't changed enough. I mean, it just won't feel satisfying. Yeah. Really.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I think that's that's it for this episode.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel a little weird being so vague. It's weird going through all the beats, talking about, you know, our works in such broad, vague terms, but hopefully it was helpful. You know, I, I, I do think sticking to these beats in in some semblance, even if you don't hit all of them, is really, really helpful. And I'm going to betray like the, the pantser inside (laughs) of me that, um, when you start planning, you know, your story, I would start planning with these beats in mind, not to say they can't change, but it it will behoove you to have these tent poles, to have something to write towards.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, cause speaking as somebody who went back and had to retrofit some, it was a pain. Yeah. You know, I got there, but I think it took a lot more time than it would have um, when you and I plotted out that, um that Western that we're working on, that was not only super fun, but I, I can already feel it, that it's going to be just easier to write. Yeah. You're going to have these digestible chunks to work inside. Yeah. So yeah, super crucial. Really, really recommend them. And then like, I don't want to just keep giving the same resource, but that save the cat, you know, writes a novel was really helpful um and even though it was very intimidating as i was reading as i was writing i highly highly recommend it
0: all right well i think that's it so thanks everyone thanks everyone for listening Uh, i hope you enjoyed this episode's topic of story beats and our vague approach them because we don't want to spoil our own stories but i think it was still pretty informative so yeah say tune
1: in what is it we're gonna do fragile sad mopey self-doubting artists
0: yeah i think that's gonna be the top we're gonna make it exciting we're going to make it, we're going to make it interesting. So, uh, but yeah, if you uh, have a topic you want to talk about, you can shoot us an email at chat and Hit us up on Twitter at writer underscore syndrome. Uh, otherwise head to writersyndrome.com for all the other episodes. But next time we'll be talking about, yeah, the fragile artist and self-doubt, which we've already talked about. And I think we have plenty of, so. Be on it right now, man. <laughs> Until next time, keep writing.